Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation this day, the gospel reading that we heard a moment ago from John chapter 3, especially these words. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. A little bit later, Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Dear friends in Christ, it's that time of the year when we've been inundated with graduations. You know what I'm talking about. High school graduations, elementary school graduations, college graduations, even preschool graduations. We love to celebrate graduations, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing because we're celebrating an accomplishment. To graduate from something means that you have worked hard. You have followed a discipline. You have learned the required material sufficiently to receive a stamp of approval. To be graduated means that you can be taught. And that is becoming increasingly rare in our world today. In our text for today, we have a man who was very well educated. A man by the name of Nicodemus. In fact, he was so well educated that we are told he was a teacher in all Israel. Not only did he learn the stuff, he was commissioned or appointed to teach the stuff. He was an educator. And in John chapter 3, we have the wise teacher Nicodemus going at night to visit another teacher, to visit Jesus. Shouldn't surprise us. One teacher communicating with another teacher. I'm sure Nicodemus was hoping to glean some keen insights, some, some pearls of wisdom to add to his repertoire for teaching the people. But he went at night. He wanted to learn from Jesus, but he wasn't really sure that he wanted to be identified with Jesus. So let's keep it in the dark, at least for now. He came to Jesus, not really sure what he was expecting. I'm sure he was expecting an exchange of ideas. But he got a lot more than he was bargaining for. 
In fact, Jesus seems to care very little about what Nicodemus knows and understands. Nicodemus heaps praise on Jesus. You're a great teacher. We all know it. Jesus doesn't even address his comment. In fact, he makes an assertion. He says, you must be born again. Now, he knows that we can't be born physically a second time, but Jesus says you must be born again. You must be born from above to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Nicodemus was baffled. How can these things be? Jesus says you must be born of water and of the Spirit. Water connected to the Spirit of God. Sounds like baptism, doesn't it? <laughs> Jesus makes this assertion. And Nicodemus is baffled. It doesn't make sense. There are so many things that Jesus teaches. There are so many things that God's word is clear about that are above our reason. How can God be one God in three persons and three persons in one God? How can Jesus be truly and fully God and also truly and fully man? How can the Son be eternally begotten of the Father and the Spirit proceed eternally from the Father and the Son? These things are beyond our comprehension. We don't confess them because we can fully articulate or grasp them. We don't confess them because we understand them. We don't confess them because we've read some peer-reviewed paper and come to a logical, reasonable deduction. We confess them because God says them. We confess them because God teaches us. And God, who is the God of truth, does not lie. My friends, think of all the things that are beyond our reason. Jesus uses one great example in our text, doesn't he? We live in Nebraska. We know all about wind, right? Hasn't this been the craziest, windiest spring that we've ever seen or imagined? Some of us might have jobs that depend on the wind. If you are a sportsman and like to hunt or fish or, I don't know why, but golf, the wind is crucial. You turn on the TV, you want to know about the wind. You listen to the person who has the seal of the American Meteorological Society. And maybe they get it right. 
and maybe they get it wrong. But they're taking an educated guess. That's all it is. An educated guess. My friends, if you can't figure out the wind, how in the world do you think you can reason or figure out the mind of God? God has revealed to us his deep truths. God has given us brains to think and to reason. Education's a good thing. I learned from little on, because I watched TV and listened to the radio, that the mind is a terrible thing to waste. We learn history and geography. We learn poetry and literature. We learn algebra and calculus. We learn all of the subjects that are laid before us, and this is a good thing. In many respects, a good, solid education is a gift from God and a reward in and of itself. But my friends, you cannot be educated into the kingdom of God. You cannot read and learn and think and process becoming a Christian. You cannot, by your good works of spiritual discipline, work your way into the kingdom of God by deep thought and contemplation. My friends, Jesus is clear. You must be born again. How can these things be? Jesus says very, very clearly. You think you know all these things. What do you know? God's word is very clear. Jesus teaches us many things. But in our text for today, he teaches us the heart, the core, core, the soul, and the center of his teaching. Which means it's the heart, core, soul, and center of our faith. Did you hear what he said? As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That whoever believes in him may have eternal life. My friends, what does it mean to be born again? It means looking to Jesus. The children of Israel, bitten by poisonous snakes, were dying. God says, look to the bronze serpent on the pole. Look in faith and you will live. And the people that looked at the bronze serpent in faith lived. Jesus says this bronze serpent is a picture of him. We who are lost in the trespasses of our sins. We who are dying day by day. God says, look to my son, Jesus Christ. Look to the cross and live. Look in faith. What do we see when we look to the cross? We see God in the flesh who has come into this world. In love, 
to save poor, miserable sinners like us. We see God in the flesh praying for and forgiving his enemies, persecutors, and tormentors. We see God in the flesh suffering, thirsting. We see God in the flesh caring, not for himself, but for his own mother. We see God in the flesh teaching us how to die. Die looking to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Commanding and committing our spirit to Him. My friends, to be born again is to believe the Word of God. Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. Connects us to Jesus, the Word made flesh. To be born again means to hear the Word of God and to feast on Christ's body and blood. Faith is not a decision. Faith is not some deduction based after a careful analysis of all the relevant data. And my friends... In the Lutheran Church, our biggest issue, our biggest problem is we see faith as a rite of passage. You check mark enough boxes off, you get the stamp of approval called confirmation, and what do we do? Far too often, we equate it with graduation. Pomp and circumstance, graduation. What do you do after you graduate from preschool? Well, you never go back to preschool, do you? What message are we sending? That if you simply agree with your favorite pastor or with a few of the teachings of the particular denomination you're in, you're in like Flynn. My friends, how sad, how unfaithful, how foolish. It was about seven or eight years ago that we decided to make some systemic changes with our Sunday school and confirmation education here at Good Shepherd. Trying so very hard to get rid of this confirmation as graduation mentality. We did away with all of the age grade distinctions and attempting to work with parents said, when your kids are ready, we'll start. Rather than seeing this as 45 minutes with the pastor once a week for 30 weeks out of the year, or a coloring craft at VBS or Sunday school, to have parents 
and pastors and the entire congregation working together to communicate the truth of God's word in families, in the congregation, in life. It hasn't been a perfect transition and COVID threw a monkey wrench into a lot of things. But our goal, our goal is sound. Our goal is noble. Our goal is God-pleasing. We don't want kids to graduate from church. We want kids and adults and seniors and shut-ins and families we want the entire congregation working together pulling together teaching together encouraging together because to be born again is to be born for eternal life what promises do we make at confirmation well we promise that we'll be faithful until the day we die. We promise that we will regularly use the means of grace. What that means is to go to church. My friends, I don't know how many times I've said it, but I know I haven't said it enough. We don't go to church to do God a favor. We go to church to receive God's favor. Why? Because we're sinners. We sin daily. We sin much. To be born again is to admit that and to throw ourselves at the mercy of God. To be born again is to look to the cross and to see God's great love for us in the bleeding and dying of Jesus. To be born again is to believe that Jesus Christ physically and bodily rose from the dead. He ascended to the right hand of God and yet he is really with us as we hear his word and receive his gifts. To be born again means to confess that there are certain things that I cannot reason or figure out, and that's okay. I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to Him. To be born again is to confess the mystery of the Trinity, the mystery of the Incarnation, the mystery of the real presence, in the Lord's Supper. The mystery of how water and the Word can give us new life in Christ. To be born again is not to fixate on the how these things happen, but to rejoice in the fact that the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has revealed His truth. To us. My friends, today,
We give thanks to God for all of the educational institutions that are faithful to the truth. We pray for them on a regular basis. We give thanks to the families, whether they homeschool or not, but to the families who take education and the truth seriously. Today, we pray for our congregation so that the truth of God's word would flourish among us. And today, we rejoice that God has revealed himself to us. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our education, and our faith in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. We stand and sing the offertory. <laughs>